This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on challenges for free and fair elections. The participants are T R Ramachandran, political analyst, and K V Prasad, journalist. The first phase of the general elections are over. We are now fast going towards the second phase next Thursday. Mr. Ram, a gigantic exercise already unrolled by the Election Commission shows the amount of task, that the huge magnitude of work that's involved in ensuring that each and every voter who is registered gets to exercise her franchise in a free and fair manner. Uh, the fact that every elections when it happens, we always hear complaints coming, pouring in from various quarters, big, small, all kinds of complaints. Political parties do come on, and even today as we speak. We had the Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister knocking at the doors of Election Commission with his grievances, which obviously will be looked at. But if you look at the big picture, the kind of exercise, the logistics is mind-boggling, and to have it every five years in a smooth manner, I think very few actually acknowledge that this ECs, countless workers, people who actually work on the fields, quietly do their job to ensure that the person who's allowed to cast his vote is done in a free and fair manner. something which is tasked to the election commission by the constitution i think the election commission of india has done a tremendous job over the years i think it's one of the jobs that people are amazed that 90 crore voters are able to come and exercise their franchise freely and without fear or favor i think at the end of the day the election commission a creation of the constitution has been vested with the responsibility of conducting free and fair elections the election commission of india draws its own model code for the candidates and has fixed uh, makes available to the candidates the amount that each of them can spend in a given election in a particular constituency and all the other rules and regulations that go with it i think over the years this is the election to the 17th lok sabha and the job that it has done has been widely remembered and praised this election commission of india has been the sinusure of eyes of very many countries both in africa and in the west in the manner in which it conducts such a big election democratic worlds or the world's biggest elections ever in such a smooth and uh, clean manner i think all kudos to them because if it was not so well organized compared to the first one in 1952 i think we've come a long way we've learned a lot from it and now other countries come to india to study the manner in which india or the election commission of india conducts general elections in this country and what is it that keeps it apart from anybody else mishram as you would know that every election and mention brings its own set of grievances political leaders political parties keep coming on a daily basis we see one political party or other or more than one political party coming to the election commission with one set of complaints against their political opponents last few days we've seen the election commission again being proactive in trying to The first I think was they evolved a voluntary code of ethics for the social media platforms because a lot of concern was expressed the kind of material that is being circulated in the social media platforms and is there no control and then we also read reports about popular social media platforms pulling down pages which they have suspected this of course is one issue then there's a pre-certification of poll advertisement which of course follows from a 2004 supreme court order but to tell that you can't publish anything and everything on the day of polling or one day prior to that putting in checks in terms of release of manifestos 48 hours before campaigning restrictions that have come in because the mics fall silent the impartiality to ensure that it's a level playing field for anybody who is out there to get the affection of the voters 
I think it's quite a remarkable job. The job at hand, as vested by the Constitution to the ECI, is not a simple one. It's very complex. And the very fact that you have been interested to hold free and fair elections and the manner in which the Election Commission has gone about its job since 1952 is quite remarkable. There's not one black spot on the organization. I think the other very significant aspect is the kind of the moral code of conduct that the ECI sets for the candidates and also makes all the information available on its website as to the amount that a candidate can spend and all the other rules and regulations that go with holding of such elections. I think what is also remarkable is the tremendous faith that the people, the ordinary voter, has in the Election Commission of India. is no small numbers that go to the polls, no less than 90 crores this time. Obviously, there will be some slippages, but at the end of the day, I think the numbers are mind-boggling for any country in the world. We are a model to the democratic world and where elections are held, and a lot of them come to India to study the manner in which the Election Commission of India goes about its job of holding such massive elections every five years. There have been maybe a one or two muted observations in the run-up to the elections as to you know, people, but recently the Election Commission gave very clear directions when it came to the Namo TV. They issued notices to former Chief Minister Mayawati, the current UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, banned the Lakshmi NTR biopic. So anything which in its observation vitiates or does not the conduct of polls. I think the election commission has stepped in as and when required depending on. I think they've done a remarkable job as far as the social media is concerned because as you're well aware, Prasad, I think before anything happens, everything gets onto the social media, it adopts a very different connotation within an hour or so. I think they've done very wisely in calling the social media and speaking to them and saying that some guidelines needs to be evolved so that we don't give up a controversy every day. And I think to that extent it has paid dividends. At least we've not had a kind of a furor with the first phase of elections. And there are six more to go. So let's not forget this is spread till the 19th of May. And the counting starts on 23rd. 23rd. So I think they have had to take certain very valid precautions because it couldn't have sat tight and said, you know, things will be all right because instructions by and large need to go. And with the film that you're talking the more, I think the producers and others have had certain aspects about it and the manner in which it has been handled. But I think the intervention of the Election Commission of India had become imperative. Otherwise, the whole situation could have gone out of control. So I think they played their part so far in a very effective and sober manner. And one hopes that the faith of the people in the Election Commission of India conducting free or fair elections is retained. So one issue, of course, was before the elections, we heard a lot of the VV pats came in because there was doubts about the rigging of EVMs. The Election Commission, of course, conducted a hackathon when none of the political parties actually could prove anything was wrong or they could tamper with the machines. And, of course, the VV pat has come in when the Supreme Court said, and this election is the first time when 100% VV pats are there in the country. You know, imagine it involves a lot of things, and I think... The Election Commission has done remarkably well to cater to it. Sometimes you could have a problem that despite efforts to, to do a particular thing, there might be shortages of equipment or so on and so forth. But I think in the overall situation, the Election Commission has done very, very well. And I think all kudos to it. There's no doubt about it. And in fact, I think the counting will also have a, a more representative sample than the one per one it was talking because the Supreme Court has said, no, you do it to five. That also adds to as a confidence building measure in the same direction. The entire effort is to ensure that if people have any doubts about 
about the veracity of the EVMs, that should be removed and the effort has been in that direction. Ramza, one thing of course you would always remember that when, at least when I was growing up, we always heard reports of muscle power in elections and then booth capturing, things that people were not allowed to vote, prevented to vote, or they would say, you know, your vote has already been cast, so the person came back forlorn. Those things are not heard anymore because the kind of central parliamentary forces, the security, the law and order, to ensure free and fair is, I think, that was the biggest challenge at one point of time. The Election Commission has dealt with it in a very, very sensible and guarded manner. The forces, the law and order machinery has also played its part in ensuring that this doesn't happen. Even the collections or money used, you know, clandestinely to pay off voters or voters, you know, sought to be given lured with, uh, some some lured with some gifts and that kind of thing has all come down drastically over the years. You mentioned some time ago that the amount of money that has yeah, been collected. Yeah, figures, if I can just read out for your benefit and also for the listeners. As on April 12, the Election Commission website says 2,464.20 crores things have been seized which includes cash of 628.535 crores drugs and narcotics of 1097 crores gold of 490 crores freebies goodies 43.33 and this figure will continue to rise it is not one tenth of what it used to be in previous elections so it is now really dipping and dipping further I think people have realized the consequences of using these unfair means in elections and the consequences that they need to face in case they are caught red-handed. Well, it's been brought down tremendously and I'm sure in the years to come, I don't know whether it will be possible to completely end this menace. But then I think it will definitely be negligible over a period of time. The kind of checks and balances, multiple point checking, the micro-observers, the income tax officers, enforcement people moving out in Mufti in the way keeping a Hawkeye on people, how they spend, what kind of money. In fact, we read reports that there is a standardized rate to calculate when an election meeting is held, how much to calculate for a chair or how much to calculate yes, for the yes. samosa that is served. So there is a uniform kind of a calculation, so there is no dispute. And reading reports this morning that in some of the first phase elections, people already filed in their returns as to how much of expenditure they did. And I think the, the candidates, otherwise they need to be sent several reminders only to get their accounts audited. And that yeah. used to be a problem. Because I think this, the process will not uh, move forward till you kind file of your file return. your returns. Uh-huh. And also the fact that you have one bank account, identified bank account linked to your everything else so that you are more documented kind of an economy. I think that is one of the biggest fears. And the very fact that, you know, they've been very smart in really catching whatever contraband or other things were sought to be used is a big lesson to others. I think people will be more guarded because the law and order machinery is on the guard and the election commission on its part has several of its officials all over the country keeping a close watch on any of the efforts that are on to gain favor for a particular candidate. So over a period of time, we've seen some of these freebies have been built into the manifestos. And that, of course, have been differently. People have gone to courts, challenged this issue. This is some area when you look in electoral reforms that the Election Commission keeps talking about. I mean, there are umpteen reports. We had the Indrajit Gupta Committee report. We had the Dinesh Goswami report. Some steps have been taken, but there are still innovations that uh, will come with technology. A lot needs to be done in this regard, but it can only happen by and by. After all, the methods of booing, of luring voters is also changing. It is Things have changed over the years and that is why probably what has really been caught this time is, is much less than anticipated. 
So it is having its effect. I think let's wait and watch how things move in the future. So if you look at the challenges that the election commission faces, we just, of course, the logistics is mind-boggling. People have to move across. I mean, we've read reports about single man pulling, but the pulling team has to trek two days to go and reach that voter and wait for him to or her to come I out. I think that is a remarkable part, Prasad, of our electoral system. In Ladakh, you have to trek two days to go and set up a polling booth. And the voter there is one solitary voter. I don't know how many countries would take the pain to do that, to go and set up a booth only for one solitary voter in that area. And it must be nothing but sheer wilderness. And at the least three to four people would be traveling because the polling booth. At least four people carrying all this heavy stuff with them. Yes, I think it's remarkable in itself in the manner in which the election is carried out in the center. Message is very clear that every citizen enjoys the right as enshrined in the constitution to exercise his or her franchise freely and without fear. Ramsa, one of the challenges has been the Naxal hit areas and also Jammu Kashmir where militancy hits, the northeast where we had insurgencies. The election commission has ensured that while these things like there was on the first phase of elections with Shamgiri, 77% people turned up. Whereas on Tuesday you had a bomb blast or IED blast which killed five people including a sitting legislature. The aspect is how in Naxalite affected areas the effort by the people, by the CRPF and others to ensure that you know people come and vote has also had a salient impact. And people in Naxal affected areas are not really scared even if threats are issued to them. They come out to exercise their franchise. I think that message to the Naxalites has also been a very strong one. Surely political parties are aware that the election commission has kept an eagle eye on every of their activity because any violations, I'm sure they'll blow up the whistle. Well, I think that is something that the candidate is acutely aware of. I'm sure that they would not like to take any risks on that front. So they would be very careful on what they do and how they conduct themselves because if you lose this election by some other way, it's not something that you're going to, you're bound to repent it for a long, long time to come. I think everybody is on guard and will stick to the rules of the game. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much, Prasad. You were listening to a discussion on challenges for free and fair elections. The participants were T.R. Ramachandran, political analyst, and K.B. Prasad, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.